0: You ready? Okay,
1: uh, almost.
0: Okay, better looking the same though. To that one, <laughs> mm-hmm. it just hit me. <laughs>
2: sit down a little more. You can't tell.
0: I'm right, I'm <laughs> like, I think you added jewelry. I don't remember that jewelry at first, but
2: I took it out of the shirt. Oh, yeah. Now I look like I'm from Compton.
1: Really yeah, Compton. I was gonna say you got a real NWA vibe going right now.
2: Thank you, Terrence. Uh Rudy was trying to hate.
1: It, it wasn't
0: really Compton. It was more like uh, Mister T. Well, no, it's, <laughs> it's Compton. It's just like, it's
1: like broke Compton. Not
2: broke Compton.
1: That's like that's something you hide from Devo in Friday. You know,
2: right? You'll be mad at my little Forever Twenty-One chain.
1: Just don't switch. don't tuck it in. You got to take it off. Put it away. Janessa, say something so you can hear you.
2: Can you hear me now?
1: Yes. Hey, man. Well, I'm gonna have to be
2: on my phone today. Let me see. You turn Well, it you should probably
1: point? turn it horizontally.
2: That's what I was doing, Terry. Well, I just meant
1: for your <laughs> own benefit. That's all. There Nobody looks pass. good in vertical. Hey man.
0: Ew. Is everybody ready?
1: I'm ready for the boom and the shakalaka. Let's do it. Ooh, ooh,
2: ooh. <laughs> Top of the world.
0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Worst Ones podcast. This is the podcast for The Worst ones. Y'all like that? Was that a better intro?
1: I do, yeah. Kelly, why are you on mute?
2: Because somebody was texting me. But mine was better.
1: I (laughs) missed the Christmas tree from our first
2: season. Oh, in the old apartment? Yeah. Uh, Um, Yeah, Rudy's
1: forever tree.
2: That's back when he was in California. That's yeah. right.
1: I went double out there. With I was the saying homer.
2: my um my introduction that one day was the best one. But go ahead.
0: Do you want to do it from now? Do it. Go ahead. Do it right now.
2: No, I'm good. It was like impromptu kind of you know. <laughs> wow. but it was still the best. Okay. But you're okay. good.
0: All right. <laughs> well, I was telling you, like, did you like my little slogan? Like, this is the podcast. This is the worst ones podcast. This is a podcast for the worst ones. Yeah.
2: So. I like that better than Preacher's Kid because I'm retiring from being a preacher's kid.
1: Wow! I don't think you're allowed to. <laughs> how do you? I don't you, think that's an option. Is your
0: dad retiring? Because <laughs> unless he's if he's, unless retiring, he's still at it, <laughs> I don't think. I don't, think, don't think that's how If he retires, retired.
1: then you automatically get retired. I don't think you have a choice right. in the matter.
2: Yeah, get <laughs> retired. I don't think that title just disappears.
0: You're retired. You, yeah, you're just a retired PK, but you still. Yeah,
1: it's it's like the the British Royals. Like you can advocate the throne if you want, but you're still a prince, you know.
0: <laughs> I get, I get okay. Born born I'm, uh,
1: I'm Rudy Wilson. I am a preacher's kid. <laughs>
0: I am I am a worst one since Kelly don't like preacher's kid. Um, Kelly Lee is here. She's the worst one. Retired preacher's kid. Wow. <laughs> He's the worst one, and we got Jay Rihanna. I'm the worst the one of the worst ones. She, 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 is the worst one as well. I'm the best um, of the worst. She's the best Yay. of the worst.
2: <laughs> you should have seen
1: her before the show started. Yeah.
2: Terry, my worst right. <laughs> I'm the best of the because right. I'm
1: trying to get some conflict going so we get uh, no. you know, mm-hmm. our ratings up. We're gonna be the real housewives of uh, mm-hmm. southern churches.
2: Mm-hmm. Boy, was... mm-hmm.
1: the real preacher's
0: I'll throw team. a wine glass at somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kata, why you keep going back on me? What's happening?
2: Because I'm growing. You remember we were working on the grows.
0: So, you're doing ask because your phone is ringing off the hook because you texting. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You want to know what y'all want to know? Real talk. What happens when I get on my computer? And the only time I get on my computer is doing the podcast. And when I get on the computer, it's easier to text because it's right here in front of you, and you can just type it versus the phone. And then I think I just start engaging in like conversations because it's just so easy. So that's on me. I gotta do better.
1: Kelly, maybe tilt your camera down a little bit. You know, it's.
2: But y'all want to
1: Well, show the people what they came to see. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks weird when you have too much headspace.
0: Um. Well, Kelly, while while we're seeing what we came to see, how how are you doing?
2: Me? I'm doing great. Let me tell y'all a story. So last week we talked about the prayer line, and I told y'all there was only like a couple of people on the prayer line. Sunday, eight people on the prayer line. Oh. At three o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. Okay. What? Are eight people doing... Now, two of them were me and my dad. But what are six other people doing on the prayer line at 6 a.m.? 3 a.m. Six other people at 3 a.m.
1: What are they doing there at 3 a.m.? They're
2: listening to me pray. But let me tell you something. Your girl was a prayer warrior. Come on, prayer you warrior. You the prayer line down. I I mean, I, the, the spirit was going down. through me. Um, and it was, it was, it felt great. I felt like I was truly in a ministerial space and I ministered to the people through my words. And I was telling one of my friends about it, one of my friends who I've been friends with for a long time. And I'm like, just yesterday, and I'm like, did I tell you I was doing a prayer line for my church? And she was like, what? No. And she was just like, I'm proud of you. She was like, I feel like the podcast has really helped you come out of your shell. And I'm like, not the podcast, but um, I'm definitely out of my shell. I'm like, you giving way too much credit to the podcast, but definitely coming out of my shell. But she okay. did attribute it a little bit to you guys. But
1: well, mm. it was 3 a.m., so I assume you were drunk.
2: Absolutely that's, not. First of all, I haven't had, had a drink
1: first.
2: Oh, um, first of all, I haven't had a drink since January first. I intentionally, With bragging. I intentionally. Don't go out Saturday night. I'm like, chill, wind down 7, 8, in bed, 9, 10, pray before bed. Alarm goes off at 2.30. Like, really in the mode, um, real intentional about what it is that I'm doing. And again, I chose the 3 a.m. time thinking that no one would be on the line. Mm. (laughs) Like I said, we started with 4 this week, eight, somebody said it's going to double to 16 next week. For but I was the, for the just ones told, that
1: don't know, uh, as myself, uh, what is the prayer line?
2: So my, my dad's church um, mm-hmm. did 24 hours, no, the 21 days of 24 hours of prayer. So for 21 days straight, there is someone that prays at the top of every hour. Mm-hmm. And so my dad asked me to participate and facilitate a prayer um, in the, you know, 21 days. Which really isn't my thing. And so something in the spirit told me yes. So I decided to do it. But I chose the 3 a 3 a.m. time hoping that no one would be on but me and my father. And even I hope he would oversleep and it would just be me. <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> now, you
2: know, your daddy was not going to oversleep for you. <laughs> I was hoping, figuring it's Sunday morning. He got to wake up in a minute to go and preach his sermon. And what You know what I'm saying? Like he don't have time to be up at 3 in the morning it would just be me because a lot, as long as no one is on the prayer line, it just plays music. You know, someone gets on because then the music stops. Um, but I figured let's do it because it's only seven minutes. So I'm like, let's just the whole seven minutes we got music and we good. Um, but no, like I said, the Lord has really stretched me. Um, I'm super, super proud of myself. Like I said, last prayer is Sunday. Um, but just something different, something new that I haven't done before that I've been super excited and hyped to share with you guys. So, I'm doing good. Yay. So, where's your mom when, when you're up. on the prayer line? Sleep. Not at church on Sunday, somebody came to her was like, oh, my God, didn't Kelly do such a great job praying? And so, I guess my mom had the choice of, like, do I lie and say yes, <laughs> <laughs> or do I tell the truth? I'm like, like, I
0: mean, I'm sure she did. <laughs> I don't really know, but I believe right. I if you said it, said I believe
2: it. It was just like, oh, I was sleep.
0: <laughs> I ain't mad at her,
2: So, wouldn't be surprised. I think they low-key made her feel a little guilty that they had gotten up to hear me pray. Um, and she did not. Um, so, I wouldn't be surprised if she gets up and is on the prayer line for my last prayer on Sunday. Um, oh, that would be guess, sweet. Yeah, but like I said, it's been really intentional about, like, somebody had asked me to go out. Like late Saturday night, and I'm like, I can't even do it. Like, I gotta pray at three. Um, even, even, I take it to the basketball game. Y'all know I like to go to the basketball game, but I'm like, can't do it. I gotta get up and pray. Um, so, even me seeing, seeing me take it seriously has just been, has been good. good. So, yep.
0: Congratulations. Prayer warrior. Yeah, man. Self proclaimed prayer warrior. <laughs> She didn't even say, you know. Somebody called me a prayer warrior. She was like, you know, I, you, you know I'm a prayer warrior. <laughs> I was like, I was fucking them up three a.m. I was. Like, <laughs> I did not use the words talking about prayer. I was First fucking of all, the devil up three a.m.
2: <laughs> that nigga ain't from, stand a chance. <laughs> but from three o'clock to three o seven, honey, <laughs> on them Sunday mornings,
0: <laughs> you were fucking them demons up, weren't you? I ain't mad at you. Taking prayer requests and everything. (laughs) Man.
2: That's that's when it gets a little harder. You know, my first prayer, you know, I practice. My second prayer, I take prayer requests. I don't know what the people going to say. That's really when you got to go in and like... You know, yeah, when you man. really depended on the Lord, like, Lord, let this sound good. Because not only I don't know what to say. this
0: sound good.
2: <laughs> and I'm praying for other people. So, of course, they want to feel like, you know, she said a good enough prayer that the Lord heard her Amen. to help me, you know. So, it's kind of, you know, it gets kind of difficult. But
0: I think I did a good job.
1: Is that the way it works? If your prayer is good enough, God hears it?
0: No, but I'm just oh. joking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, see, what, what you do is you take all the prayer requests at one time and then you just go down the line. Mm-hmm. And, and give God the credit, like God, you got the power to to fix her bills. You got the power, and you just keep going down and just say, "You got the power." And everybody, right. be like, yeah.
1: yeah. And right. Okay. You
0: say, if you can, if, if you could do it for her, you can do it for you. <laughs> everybody in in this phone call is in the <laughs> neighborhood. You just start, right. you start using all that type of terminology. Okay. <laughs> Let
2: me write that down for Sunday. God, you got the power too. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> if you did it for her. You gonna do it for her too. Right. <laughs> Sister Mary prays and right. she got that job. Right. Sister Stallis still looking right. for that job. You did it for Sister Mary. You're going to do it for Sister Stallis.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm on it. That's how, that's how you do it. You just, you just group it all together. Just, just put you. it all on God. You out of Amen. All right.
2: Yeah. I, I'll let y'all know next Wednesday. I have my last Sunday work. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> nah, but it's been good. Gotcha. All right. Terry Weezy. Well, actually, no. Actually, 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 right. actually, no, 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 no. We'll do Terry last. We'll do Terry last. We'll terry terry, terry last. go for it.
2: Mine's not long. Life's been good. um, Join my last week of just kind of a chill start to the to the year because you know I'm coming for the. Well, what's the word, y'all? For the president? Not oh, the honor roll. I'm coming for the honor roll. Coming for the honor roll starting on uh Monday next Monday. Amen. <laughs> All right. Amen. So <laughs> I'm gonna pray for you, y'all. Do because mm. I was looking at the syllabus and I was just kind of like, mm.
0: Mm. not the syllabi. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> so um, just enjoying this week before I go back to school, and um, yeah, just chilling, thinking about birthday plans. I did a lot. Oh, when, of you,
0: when your birthday
1: is-
2: March, March thirteen. Oh, okay. All right. it already. And when like, is yours? Eleventh. The fifteenth. The 17th. 17th. Oh.
1: Right. Yeah. Wait. Wait some Terry, yours. March seventeenth.
2: Saint Patty's
0: Day. That's correct. My yeah. father's is the sixteenth. I only said that because he's the reason I'm here.
2: <laughs> here in life or here on the podcast?
0: Yeah, no, both. <laughs> All, right. All right. I meant the podcast, but since oh. you said life part, yeah, both really. Okay. So yeah, no, not, nothing new to really report. That's what's up? Well, we're you know we're rooting for you. Oh, Always. Exactly. We believe in you. you oh know.
2: yeah, I'm gonna pray for you. Right, you. right, right, right. Here you go. Look.
0: Thank you. She's ready for the prayer request me. now?
2: I call at three. <laughs> <laughs> so, I see you at a prayer request line. I line. Mean,
0: uh, line for the she, she DJ so DJ prayer I, warrior. She taking requests. If I call Kelly <laughs> at three.
2: Can I be like, hey, girl, it's me, Janessa? Or is it just you won't I'm gonna know? i mute you. Oh, okay. Uh, I mute everybody in the beginning, and then I unmute you when it's time for prayer requests. And you can say, hey, girl, it's Janessa at prayer request time. Okay. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm going to say, I need you to pray. Mm-hmm. Oh, the honor roll. Honor roll. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm already going to have it written down, so I'm already going to have what I'm going to say. <laughs> Somebody's
1: a teacher's pet. i already got read
0: down. Right.
2: Rudy, how you doing?
0: I'm always good. Always and forever.
1: any complaints. Just do it already. Do what? Right. <laughs> go to you? How am I?
0: No, I'm saying, is that what you were talking about when you said just do it already? Just go to you?
1: Cause, yeah.
0: Yeah, because, you know, I, don't I know that's what everybody's that. waiting yeah. on. Yeah, 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 I I agree. I agree. Why well, the fact? Save the again.
2: best for Yes, so I
0: got
1: yeah, everybody.
0: Woo!
1: This, this Woo! is why. <laughs>
0: put it up again. This is Woo! Why Woo! I wasn't Barry, here last Barry, week. Barry, put it up again, Terry. Put it up
1: again.
0: Terry.
2: Terry. Terry. This is why I wasn't here
1: last week. Uh, and we, Miranda, we took, right? Took a, huh? Miranda, right?
2: Miranda. Yeah.
1: Miranda. Uh, Miranda. I was
2: close.
0: Yeah. All
1: everybody does that. It's fine. Um. How do you spell it, name, Terry? I don't even know. It's, oh, <laughs> M-A-R-I-N-D-A. Miranda. Uh, which is funny, because everybody always calls her Miranda, but Miranda actually came first, and then they made Miranda. But whatever. Um,
2: Tell us a story.
1: We we decided to elope. So we took a... Uh, oh, look at that. A Chiron and everything. Um No, we decided to elope. Uh, She didn't want a wedding. Uh, She preferred to save the money uh, because when we move here to Nashville, we're gonna be looking to buy a house. So she just wanted to keep that for that, which I obviously thought was very prudent, but we still wanted to do something. So we took a little road trip up to, uh, first we went to Mobile, Alabama to see our favorite comedian, Uh, got some front row tickets to Louis CK. And all that was great. And then the next day, we went over to uh, New Orleans and got married.
2: Nice in New Orleans. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why that's funny, but uh, I
2: will talk about his thing at the bottom.
1: Oh, oh, first married PK. Well, this is my this is. I said, but this second marriage. Yeah, this is her first marriage, my second marriage. No, but I meant out of
2: us. Yeah, not first yeah. Let me tell you something. By the end of the year, I'm, never mind. It's not my
1: story. Go ahead. I already had that title because I already had one before mm-hmm. we even started this. But mm-hmm. but I'm claiming uh, seconds. Yeah, i Kelly,
2: no, uh, we can be we can be second together. <laughs> here,
1: I'm gonna throw. I'll throw. A virtual, I said, can you
2: throw the? Uh, I'll throw know? a
1: virtual bouquet. Mm-hmm. Whoever catches it. Thanks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was already called.
0: what's what's, why, what's going on? Why you why didn't you mention mentioned that when you were telling us how you were doing? What, you got Terry,
2: on? so tell us more about the wedding.
1: Uh <laughs> it yes. was you
0: know you're not private no more. What's going on?
2: It
1: was very, it was very small. Very it was just us. Uh oh. the two of you. Yeah, just the two of us. You know, that's the funny thing, is the person running it said the same thing. They said, Okay, so do you have guests coming and we said no it's just us and they went oh i don't know why that's all. but
2: so i got a question so you posted a picture of now i wish we could show the picture so put the insert the picture here you posted a picture or maybe it was a video of you guys at a restaurant but you had said it was just you guys but you had stood up and said yes when we had just i brought you guys all here because you were just getting we just got married i'm like wait was this your family or not
1: no, no. Okay. Uh, what it was, was that was a, uh, I I don't know if you know this, but I'm known to be a little outlandish. Uh, and I knew that like, cause she loved, she loves being pretty and being dressed up and all that. And she loved walking through the French quarter, you know, in her wedding dress and everybody's like, Oh, congratulations. And this and that. So um, we went to my favorite, well, my favorite restaurant in New Orleans is Dickie Brennan Steakhouse. You know, very nice, very fancy, very expensive place. And uh, so we went there and uh, and they were very nice, treated us very nice. But they had us in one of the back rooms with some other groups. And uh, and I don't know what came over me. I just said, I just stood up and clinked my glass and said, uh, oh. and said, and said uh, I'm sure you're all wondering why I've gathered you here today. Uh, Which everybody looked at me confused. Like, what? No, we were just here doing whatever. And I said, but actually we just got married. And I don't know why no one's congratulated her yet. And that's when everybody started clapping and doing that thing. So I was just making a scene uh, for, for her. Yeah, just making a scene for her benefit so she can get some... Admiration. I know how much women love the admiration. So
2: especially, especially when we're cute now. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: exactly. If you're dressed up and you're ready to go and you're ready for it, you know, mm-hmm. right.
2: that's right? You're looking want for it
1: admiration. all. Correct. Yeah. So. That's
2: how you stand up for your wife. That's how so, you show Carrie, up for your wife. When did y'all? What? When did you guys like decide? Yeah, let's do it. Like, when did she get her dress?
1: Um, we decided on this plan in December because um, she, those tickets, those front row tickets to, to see Louis CK was my Christmas present and she had got them for me and she's no good at keeping a secret. So she told me like the first week of December, she's like, I just have to tell you. <laughs> so uh, and, uh, and then as uh, around the holidays, She's like, you know, we should just do this, you know, while while we're on that trip, we might as well just, she's like, I, I found this wedding chapel in uh, in New Orleans and it's only two hours away from where we're going to be anyway. So she said, we should just do this. And I was like, yeah, let's do this.
2: So did you propose?
1: No, okay. no, I-, I guess she proposed to me, to be honest, uh, you know. Because so she was I'm like, mad. "We should just do this." She's, you know, but we're very pragmatic people. We're just, you know, very practical. Um, and she's like, "I love you. You love me. We're moving together. We're starting a life together. We should just do it." And I was said, like, "I'm
2: not uprooting my whole life without the ring." Is what mm-hmm. she
1: said. I guess she's already done it before, so
2: you won't do it again. She said, like you said I did it once. This I'm time I want the
1: life. I want the official yeah. exactly." okay on. that's fine she deserves it she deserves mm-hmm. what she wants still, I mean,
2: she won't move fast enough so mm-hmm.
1: she knows me just... she knows that i like i'm irish i can just live with anything forever like it doesn't <laughs> you know what i mean like we just overlook anything it's just like ah, oh, that's fine you know
2: i'm proud of her. she done taught me a thing or two mm-hmm. i'm gonna get married too go ahead I was going to say, um, how did y'all's family take the news
1: or did they know? Oh no, they loved it. Uh,
2: we're you upset. know, my,
1: my dad and my sisters, you know, like they love her. Uh, you know, they, they think it's great. We're together. Um, and then her family, uh, was obviously very excited. She's an only child. So they were all very excited. Um, but no, it just kind of worked out. Like nobody really, nobody really cared that we didn't have a wedding. They were just like, "That's great, congratulations!" And you know, so.
2: So, one last question, Terry. Sure, sure. So, can we expect a little PK coming soon? Brian um, PK. We
1: well, we have talked about it, and uh, and. It's basically just gonna be like uh, once once we move to Nashville and get established and have ourselves set out, I'm just I'm just gonna stop pulling out and we'll see what happens. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. That's. I mean, yes, she she wants my seed and I'm fine with it. So, but again, pragmatic. So we're just waiting until uh, we get established in our new place and, and everything's good, and then yeah, we'll see what happens. We're what to put it in in perspective for this podcast, we're just gonna put it in God's hands.
2: Gotcha.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. All right. Congratulations.
1: Congratulations. Definitely happy for you, sir. Yeah, Yeah, there's not gonna be any like planning, like, oh, I'm uh, oh, temperature, oh I'm ovulating, whatever. No, just you know. We have plenty of sex. I can say that now openly because we're married and it's fine. Jesus is okay with it. Um (laughs) <laughs> so so if i if i just stop trying not to have a good we'll probably have a good so
2: all right well we're looking for that news in the next six months
1: if the if the lord deems it so apparently so
2: so amen well again congratulations super super Thank happy for you freedom. one of it's our fine. 500 million followers saw it first she she's the one who told me um really Yep. One of my brother liked it before I even saw it. I said, right. <laughs>
1: well, I told you when I left the week before last. I said when I came back, I'd have news. So. Oh, I wasn't there. You
2: did say that. I did. I said, did. News, I said and you were there.
1: I said, now we're gonna have big news. I was there. Yeah. Right.
2: Because yeah. we couldn't remember if you were moving or if you had a show or something. Right. You're like, where's no. Terry?
1: No, wanted to do it secret. Wanted to have that big surprise moment for everybody.
2: No, nah, it's exciting.
1: It was definitely a surprise. Even our, our parents and family didn't know till like the day before. Like, mm. yeah.
2: It's all right. So. I'm going to be the second, Mary. I caught the bouquet. No, okay. because it wasn't one, two, three throw. It was a, I caught the bouquet. What? All right, there one, two,
1: three. Ah, oh, it's still, <laughs> still Kelly. It's still Kelly.
2: To see the replay, the instant <laughs> on
1: YouTube. No, I, I saw
0: it very clearly.
2: It was no, clearly Kelly. Kelly. Oh, yeah.
0: It YouTube. was. Janessa. Janessa. Wi-Fi was just a little slow, so she moved. It was. She moved. Was she moved, she like she moved at the same one. time. It just looked, looked it, just it was looked a glitch. By, yeah.
1: no, it was Kelly by a good 1.5 seconds. I'm
2: already having technical difficulties. I'm on my phone. Today. <laughs> <laughs> so. Terry,
0: throw it one more time. Terry, 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 listen. Terry, you don't even got to throw it because what y'all don't realize, I, I didn't want to rain on Terry's parade, but I'm actually already, in, and I'm just
1: kidding. <laughs> you Who know that. <laughs> you. There you go. You got two vocals. Oh, God. Rudy caught it. That's Broody right. It Boy, Janessa, you're really slow on this.
2: Terry, <laughs> throw it again. I'll yeah, throw two. How many Ready? You can
1: both have one. There you go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, it was the whole ceremony was really cheesy and, and messed up. And like the whole situation was terrible uh, and bad. Like everything that could have possibly gone wrong went wrong. Uh, and that kind of and we just kind of looked at each other. It's like, this is fitting. This yeah, is fitting the, for us the, and yeah, our, our journey thing. and our relationship. And we just laughed about it. Like, literally, the second we got out and and away from the chapel with the people running it, uh, we just both started laughing. We were like, that was crazy. Like, that was, but that's when I knew I was like, it doesn't matter. This is perfect, you know, because we're both sitting here like, because there's a lot of women that would have freaked out about that stuff. And she didn't. No. She was like, I look pretty, you look handsome, we're fine. Like we I'm had like
2: a- Lord, I'm not supposed to marry this man. No.
1: Nope.
2: There's a sign. No.
1: Nope. This is nope. not
0: it. You're definitely gonna be second with that much. No, nope. <laughs> every
1: everything was weird, starting with oh. as soon as we got to our hotel in uh New Orleans, the shower didn't work and didn't work the entire time we were there. Uh yeah. So
2: I didn't change rooms?
1: No, couldn't. Wasn't wasn't a possibility so uh i mean the shower was just like little stuff so it was like all right we're taking baths for two days that's what's happening Hmm. so i mean you usually want a shower but it's whatever no but i rolled with it she rolled with it and everything turned out great and fun and and funny which is the biggest thing it was all very funny
2: well i wish you guys 100 years
1: uh, I don't know if I won 100 years of anything at this point. I'm already 41, so that's to yeah, so
2: be 141 together. Well, how does she <sighs> that 100... sounds
1: like a nightmare?
2: <laughs> how is she 25? 100 and
1: no, she's 30.
0: Young, yeah. mm-hmm.
1: what do you mean? Young, she's 11 years younger than me. That's fine.
0: Noah was 950
1: when he died. So what, is, have, what is the old, <laughs> what is the old adage? Uh, Someone that is acceptable to date as far as your age is half your age plus seven. So half my age would be what? 20 and a half plus seven. So that's 27, 27 and a half. She's Man. a few years over that. Mean. Okay, oh. don't judge me. Love is love. All
2: right, love well. is love. No, I'm happy for you thank you hey y'all sorry to interrupt but we have a few church announcements follow us on instagram at the worst ones pk new content coming soon we also have a tiktok at the worst ones pk no content yet but continue to check us out If you want to, no, when you listen to our podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Just make sure you type in The Worst Ones Podcast and you'll find us. And when you get there, make sure you like, you comment, you subscribe, and you share. Thank you to our 500,422 followers. We love you so much. Now, back to the show.
0: Go for it, Terry.
1: Uh, should the church pay for the the pastor's housing? AKA should the church buys the pastor <laughs> a I, I didn't. I know. I didn't like it. I'm too late. I'm too late <laughs> to say that. Uh,
2: he just told you he was born away. one.
1: It's called a parsonage. <laughs> just in case anybody doesn't know, it's a parsonage. Whatever housing that the church gives uh, to the pastor is called a parsonage. Um, in Catholicism. It's referred to as a rectory. Um, that's where the priests and the nuns lived. Um, but it, it is an old tradition. Um, even even in my time, like the the day my father got his first church, we moved, literally moved into the church. And when the church burned down and we couldn't live there, obviously, they got us a house. Like they bought a house. Under the church, um, which I believe still belongs to them, if I'm not mistaken, um, and that's where we lived. But my father also got a pretty decent salary as well at that church. So, is is the church providing housing? Is that old fashioned? Is that outdated? You know, because uh, it used to be the standard thing.
2: Well, I think in some ways it may be, but in other ways it may not. I do know of a few pastors that have houses that are owned by the church where they live there. But what I more commonly see is that pastors have some form of a housing allowance. And so they can live wherever they want, but the church Mm -hmm. is covering a portion of, you know, said house and even in their in some pastors contracts you know they'll negotiate child care or health insurance and i mean like just different you know benefits like a lot of jobs um oh so no
1: think, like as far as benefits go being a pastor you know in in my experience brings a boatload of benefits you know outside your salary
0: yeah
2: it, a lot so um I think that's kind of where probably more churches than I are the ones that do it. They may offer some type of allowance or some type of uh, payment that's outside of your salary that goes towards housing. Um, But
1: but why is that always with pastors? It's not with doctors. It's not like hospitals don't pay doctors. Like you know, or cops, or or anybody else in our society. Sometimes you get money to like relocate, or maybe get a discount for living in your district. But they do they like.
0: do for they do for the military. The military, Where, we you get you get you get a house, you get money to pay rent, and and you, okay. get, money, and you get money for groceries.
1: Oh, like we, I didn't know you, that.
0: When, yeah, when you're active duty, yeah.
1: I assumed everybody lived on base when it was active duty
0: no 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 you you live on base like when you're a certain rank so like the lower ranks definitely live on base but then the higher you go you get to have your own apartment and you get your base pay, but then you also get the housing allowance as well as food.
1: okay i didn't know that
0: yeah but yeah i mean i don't whoever was talking i, I just wanted
1: to but just... the question is is yeah. that old old-fashioned and outdated because like you said the military does it but the military does a lot of things that most most companies most employers don't do um, you know and most employers wouldn't pay a housing allowance you know wouldn't pay for these things but churches do so is it do we do it just out of tradition or is there a function I mean maybe
0: maybe maybe they're paying for the inconvenience cuz mo- most of the time I, mean, I think we've even talked about it especially you and Kelly have expressed in reference to your fathers, just say whether it's people coming to the house or he always on the phone or whatever, like, you know, so I think like when we compensate you, we also get to interrupt your life. You know what I'm saying?
1: Right. Well, I, I know that as far as my experience goes, um, the parsonage would either be uh, literally attached to the church or on the same property as the church or someone or someone or like, somewhere very nearby so i always thought of it as like oh they did it because they want him close they want him right next to the church you know our even when the church burned down and we got the house it was on the same street a, a block away
0: but that's what i'm saying that's still the inconvenience like we're gonna we're gonna compensate you but we're going to it's because we get to inconvenience you hmm even, even with living near the church, that's an inconvenience. So we, we definitely know, you know, what I'm saying any business with the church, like we can get direct access to you because you're there. You're right here. Well, you that's a little understand? creepy
1: because it's like we know where you are. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime we need you. But, especially, expe- but
0: especially like if, 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 some, if a church hired you, like you kind of, you know, you kind of deal just say with that as opposed to, yeah. you know, and I know it's kind of fickle when people just say start their own church. But if you start it for the right reason. Let's just say in a perfect world, then you get just say you have a little bit more control on how that goes. But if you get hired by a church, you know, but if you start your own church, you also don't get the free housing. You feel what I'm saying? Like, so, I mean, that that could be a perfect, especially if you got a lot of kids, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, and like Janessa said, you get to put in the, the child care. Like those are things where, you know, especially if you had a thriving church where that can be beneficial for, you know, just say the upbringing of your family. You know what I'm saying? So some people may look at that like, yeah, that's a sweet deal, but it just come with the territory that I have to be well, inconvenienced. I have to go to the hospital late night or whatever the case may
1: be. If you're of- getting if you're getting a parsonage and a salary, why do you need child care? Because my, I would assume that most pastors would be a, a married couple in some way. Uh So why would you even need it is my question. But. But then I remember Janessa said uh, sometimes they just negotiate for childcare, which means maybe it is a two income household. So, yeah.
0: I mean, sometimes, like you just, I mean, it's just an extra expense that you just don't have to worry about. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like,
1: oh, no. When, when we had that house, I remember the church paid for everything. They didn't just pay for the house, they owned the house, they paid the electric bill, they paid the phone bill like you know they paid the property taxes like they owned it we lived there you know but it was their property and we just lived there and when it all went away the house went away too so it's 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 one of those uh, things
0: believe it or not they have that it's like that for high school coaches depending on where they are and depending on what the program is like i i know of programs in high school especially in georgia that like their their coaches like they you know, when you're the coach of a certain high school, because it's a winning high school, you get, you know, the mansion, you get a certain amount. Of, they give you a truck or, you know, a car or whatever it is that you want. Like you sure. get all that type of stuff. But then if you if you get fired, then like you, you said, lose the job, you yes, lose the company yes. car. Right. You, lose, you lose, lose the company right. house in this right. case. So so yeah. it, I think sometimes, people you know, if people just use it, different people use it, you know, just say as a, as a tactic to get who they want, you know, in, in, in just a position of power. And that mm. that that system is just also used, you know, in the church. And I don't I don't know if it's necessarily anything wrong with it, especially if it's one thing. If you know, if you're buying the pastor, the church is buying the pastor uh, a hundred million dollar estate. You know what I'm saying? Like that's mm. that's, that's
1: we'll that's, get to, that's, we'll get to that. We're, <laughs> that's, gonna, that's, we're gonna get to that. I promise. That's
0: that's one thing. You know, and I'm not saying the house got to be shitty. I'm just saying the house could be nice. It could be no. The house be, the yeah, house. It,
1: that we be, had it, was beautiful it was it was an right. you know, old old brick style uh well, three you. bedrooms I got you. T- you know I
0: got you. I got you. I guess 3 par
1: garage a pool the whole bit like it was very know, nice
0: or, for sure what i'm saying is is that i, I just think that if, if i i see the balance especially when it comes down to the inconvenience because that pastor is going to be inconvenienced. You feel what I'm saying like there, there's a certain level of inconvenience that comes with that role. So even that childcare stuff, that's almost even compensation for you taking me time away from my kids. You feel what I'm saying because now I got I have to deal with the just say the inconvenience of my personal life because I have taken on the calling of my, you know, just say well, life. Well, I agree but guy. I
1: I don't even think that inconvenience if you're gonna be a pastor I don't think the the word inconvenience comes to comes to mind I, I think when I think of a church and a pastor I think of like a symbiotic relationship you know it's not a job it's a it's an under it's a it's a relationship that you're building not just with this building itself or this group of people but the community around you the group of your congregation everything like it's a it's a relationship that feeds off one another like the you know
0: i mean honestly it's a smart move for the church because that's real estate that the church owns yeah you know what i'm saying so like it it ain't like it ain't like it's really harming anybody it's it's helping the pastor why he there and the church like i said the church you know has some level of you know wealth if you will because it owns real estate you know if they decide to rent it out or sell it or whatever like they still have that control i believe i believe
1: it was my father's idea actually uh because like i said when we the first you know year i think uh, around a year that we were living there we literally lived in the church we had small a small little maybe you know 900 square foot area that they just put, you know, drywall up in to kind of create two rooms and had a little kitchenette and a little bathroom. And that's where we lived. But then once the church burned down and they got a big insurance payoff and I'm pretty sure my dad was like, Hey, you know, we should buy property under the church's name. It'll be the parsonage. It'll increase in value. And then if we ever need to, for whatever reason, we could sell it, put the money back in the church. So like, uh, but I mean having a parsonage is pretty common in my in my experience but that's my experience so
2: well i was gonna also say a quick googlerization with the irs so um it says that a minister's housing allowance sometimes called a parsonage allowance or a rental allowance is excluded from gross income from for income tax purposes but not for self-employment tax purposes that's true. So there's there's that aspect too. Mm-hmm. Um why maybe churches do it, especially, you know, churches I don't know, are do all churches have like that nonprofit five oh one K status or
1: five oh one C three. What five
2: oh one C three. There you go. Yeah. Yeah they do. Um, so yeah, so you know, taxes and money yep. that probably plays a role into it too. Plays a huge um,
1: role. Huge now
2: risk. that kind of goes to what you were saying though. Like if the church has a hundred million dollar house and you're writing it off and that's not being included in your income.
1: Let's take one in particular, Mr. Joel Olstein of Texas, the you largest know, tele the largest televangelist in the world well, has an eleven, well, $11 million dollar well, mansion.
0: Do you, well, how do you know the church is paying for that though? How do you know that's a parsonage as
1: opposed to him? Being oh, paid it's well them. known because they have to put it in their taxes. Uh but I'm so, saying, but,
0: but Joel Osteen is rich though. Like he can he can afford an eleven Joel million Joel Osteen
1: is rich because of the church. But sure,
0: but I'm saying, but I'm saying, like, if, if, it's not like if they took his eleven million dollar house right now, he couldn't afford to go get in another trust six, me several million
1: dollar house as well. That that church that church, I mean that eleven million dollar mansion is in the church's name. Those sure. jetsy, those jets he owns, they are in the church's name. Everything okay. is in the church's name. For exactly the reason that Janessa just said, it's a tax. It, it is a tax issue because then they are exempt from property taxes. They but, are exempt but, from but, taxes.
0: but, but there's also this aspect. Didn't his dad start that church though? Cause, cause you can, cause you can have some in the church's name. That don't mean that it's just say, you know, you got hired by that church and then they, they already have it. Like you could be the person who started the church and then buy all the property or whatever. What did I just say?
1: That's what but my I, that's what right, my well, father did. Right. My but father, I, as the head of the church, said we're gonna buy a parsonage. But listen, to but listen, but listen to
0: what I'm saying. But listen what I'm saying. The difference between Joe Olson and everybody else we're talking about is he that means that he probably I also owns the church. So, like if, or whatever LLC or whatever the church is under, so that means that those properties are are still under his, you know, like just say it, his personal lineage if you will will benefit from that like no. it, it, it's not it's not like they. i'm saying i don't to my knowledge i don't think they it's it's a, like a it.
1: double-edged sword because when you allow the church when, when you allow the church to own the property that you live in or own you know yourself yes you don't have to pay for the property taxes yes you save a lot of money on tax issues uh but for whatever reason if you and the church should become separated, the church owns that, well, like you can't well, take well, it, you well, can't take about, it with you. But
0: well, what about when you own the church? That's what I'm saying. If you well, own the church, there is no separation.
1: Well, nobody can really own a church if you claim 501c3 status. Um, then you have a board, the but what board, I'm saying, if
0: you, but, if, you, but if, you're, if you're still the head of the, the 501c3, what I'm saying is like, and you. There's no head. That's what, this I'm is what I'm trying. saying. If your name is on the church and the church owns the mm-hmm. property, then there is no separation. That's that's the one thing. That's a, as opposed to if I got hired by a church who already owned the property or even acquired more property while I was the pastor under its mm-hmm. name. If I if I then got fired, that's where the separation is. But what I'm saying but, is that if you already if you built that church from the ground up and then buy property under that church's name that's just like building a company from the ground up and then just having no, it isn't.
1: No, it isn't. It is is very much not. Um, because again, if you're claiming 5013C status, you, there is no, you, there's no owner. Nobody owns it. It's a, it's an entity that is operated by a board of directors.
0: Okay. So let me ask you this. If you, if you, if you build a church from the ground up and then the church closes down, who, who who owns everything that the, that the church has when it closed? No one. So I'm saying, where is it going to go?
1: Again, 501c3 status I'm, means... I'm, at, I'm, I'm, I I'm trying I'm to asking. answer you. Let me answer. 501c3 status gives you a lot of protections under the federal tax regulations. However, it gives you no protections under the assets that that entity owns. That entity is not a single person. There, there is no owner. There will never be an owner. Unlike yes. a business, unlike a business that you build up from the ground, right, you can say, I'm the owner. That's it, I own this. If this company goes under, I own everything that they own. All the debt is mine. All the assets are mine because I own it. Uh, a church doesn't work like that, at least legally. It, it, is, a, it is an entity that is unto itself and it is run by a board of directors, and normally a pastor, yes, will be on that board. But you still have to have a consensus on that board for every decision they make. Okay, that's
0: so actually, but, uh, that's how, how my dad's church is run.
1: You like, can't, right. you can't have but, a problem.
0: But 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 Janessa, but, 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 but your dad got hired to pastor that church, correct? Yes which is which is which is my point so if your dad for whatever reason left that church then yes what's under new pine and grove would stay with new pine and grove because that relationship right. came from a higher, but that would be a totally different story if one day dexter roland was like i'm starting new pine and grove built it up and then what i'm saying is and then everything underneath that church's name if that church ended my question to you is who who would who would take the stuff? Where, who would the stuff so go to?
2: I don't think it's a who would take the stuff. It's kind of like um, when people die and they have estates. You know, the it, the house goes to the estate. The money goes to the state. It doesn't
0: go to the estate. It doesn't go
2: to the husband or the wife or the, the children. Sometimes they'll go to the estate and then there's somebody who kind of represents that entity and controls it.
1: Yeah, but right. they can't, and that's the board of directors. But I'm saying and what I'm to, saying, to now, Rudy's now. point, to Rudy's point, he's asking if the church folds and they still got a million dollars in the bank, who gets the million dollars? My safe. answer to you, my answer to you is the board of directors decides what to do with the million dollars because again they can't keep it, because that's the essential of a 501c3 is you can't make a profit. You just right. can't. You can give right. yourself bonuses. You can increase your salary. You can give housing allowance, You can give car allowances. You can do all that, but you cannot make a profit.
0: So like I was saying, so if you start a church, you have that option to then make that decision when everything folds. If you get hired by the church, that option may not be there for you.
1: It doesn't you matter either way.
0: What do you mean it doesn't matter either way?
1: I don't money know how many times I have to, to say this. If you start the church or get hired by the church, it doesn't matter. If it, if you're listing it as a 501c3, it you have to have a board of directors. You have to be a nonprofit. You don't get to own it. You don't get to be the owner. I don't care if you start it in your garage. If you list it as a 501c3, these are the things that have to happen.
2: So I'm assuming, and, and could be wrong, there has to be some type of plan in place ahead of time that... This is, this is how we're going to if this dissolves this is what we're going to do with the assets or the whatever
1: I would imagine but that's if your what, I, church I dissolves care, hopefully your assets are that's I would I hope would that imagined. if your church has been dissolved hopefully your assets are, are pretty much expended because you expended them trying to save it you know I would what I, I would I like to that. think that that's the case Terry you always
0: trying to tell people what to do with their money I'm just
1: saying, if the church is going under and you still got 500 grand in the bank, I would hope you use the 500 grand to try to save the church. You know, I would hope that's the case.
2: Mm. Well, it's been hard to get a word in today. (laughs) And somewhere in there, I'm just gonna go back to the original question. I don't even know where to. I, I
1: don't that.
2: know how we're here either. Right. <laughs> where, where we are now. <laughs> but should the church buy the pastor a house? Um or should they, I know Janessa started with housing allowances and those type of things. Um, I definitely, well, this is one question that I had in terms of the parsonage that I wondered if churches were buying church or providing not provide buying houses or providing places to live for pastors was because they weren't getting a salary back in the day.
1: Yes, because you got to remember that the first uh, Christian churches were Catholic churches. That's where all Christianity comes from is Catholicism. Um, And they would literally, they wouldn't buy anything. They would build rectories, literally either attached or right next door to Catholic churches. They weren't
2: getting a salary. They weren't getting... no. Well, oh, no, they, they always got had paid had some.
1: Them. They right. always got paid some. They still get paid today. Uh, right. the, the last priest I knew was a German priest, and he drove around in a Mercedes. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's because he was getting a salary uh, from the Church of Rome, and he wasn't paying any of his living expenses, so he could do whatever he wanted to with the money. Right. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, that was always the case. They were always doing that.
2: Right. So I definitely get that in that sense of taking care of the pastor and then whatever taxes or write-offs or however all that works, you know, definitely was, you know, maybe a plus um, to it all. But I do, huh?
1: Oh, I was saying, oh, it's definitely corrupted now. Yes. Like you it get way too many accountants now. involved and they'll they'll figure out a loophole for everything.
2: Yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. But back in this traditional, you know, pure way. Mm. Um I think that, yeah, like I get it. I mean, because I think that I can see where the church feels like that they had a responsibility to take care of their pastor. Um, I think we talk about that now, you know, and so basic needs um in terms of housing. Um, i think is an important way to take care of your pastor um as it was mentioned earlier i also think that um a matter of convenience um you right here on the property you have no reason not to respond to all calls <laughs> um at all times cuz you, your car outside heck, you don't even need a car uh, cuz where else you going but from the home to the church and back to the house you know now i'm playing but <laughs> um, That's kind uh, of you say what?
1: That's kind of how it is actually.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but well, my father, my parents live about five minutes from the church, but my father um did that on purpose. That was his own choice to live that close to the church. Um but but yes, I don't I don't see anything wrong with the church, um, especially traditionally back in the day, um supporting basic needs for the pastor again i think where you were headed earlier um is that it gets a bit excessive when we're talking about millions of dollars of housing yes. um of housing um and we've talked before too like should churches not churches should pastors be able to live a life of luxury um and i think that may be a good one to go back to And i think because i think i remember me saying like what's wrong with them driving a mercedes you know what's do. wrong with them you know you're on mute
0: My my bad. I I uh I don't think there's anything wrong with it if they're paying for themselves from money they made, just say entrepreneurship wise, but not from the money they made from the church. If you're
1: saving look, if you're if your church provides your housing for you and a salary, you should have plenty of money to go and trip the life fantastic if you want to. Um, you know, because if you're not paying for housing and you're making a, a decent salary, like if you were making four grand a month and the church is providing everything for you. It's not going to take that long to save up the money to buy a Cadillac. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's really not. So it should you be able to drive Mm -hmm. a Cadillac? Sure. But I think when it, I think the key statement Kelly said was basic, right? When you said basic necessities, but just like you said, when it gets to an $11 million mansion, unless you're having parishioners over for the weekend and staying there or if you're using it to cycle people in and out who are in need in your church you don't need a, a 10 bedroom mansion uh that's 11 million dollars that's that's not what the church is for uh i think the difference between basic support of a church and a pastor and corruption is kind of like what they say about art you know, like you can't define it, but you know it when you see it. Okay, well, you know corruption when you see it too. You know.
2: Well, Rudy, where? How do you feel about? So you said if they, you know, have entrepreneurship, they're making their own money outside of what the church is doing. What if they're making their money outside of church, but based off of the church's following? Like, you you writing a book and you I make, don't. I don't. The church I, I, to I, publish it or that right. sounds
1: like a great topic right. for next week. But I think I, think, I, do I do are buying like. the book
2: and heavily promoting the book are people within your ministry.
1: Right? I think that's a yeah, great think, topic for next I week. Think, I think we can make a whole it, hour out of that.
0: I got you. But I think I think it's inevitable because if you are if you're a, if you're a unless, unless for whatever reason, like just say like you're a pastor with a with a smaller church and then and I'm just totally making this up. Let's just say like you I don't know, you do music you know, some type of art or you open a restaurant or whatever. And then people know you fr- from that, that, that could be one thing. But if you are just say creating entrepreneurship, the uh, Christian route in the sense of like, you know, you're writing Christian books, you're right. Like you're, you're branding, you know, I'm, I'm pastor, whoever, or I'm, you know, prophet, whoever, whatever like that, then it's it's pretty much inevitable if you're going that route because your church is going to be, you know, just say attached to it and you're following from even just say even outside of your church. It's still going to be attached to your just say church, whatever, you know what I'm saying? So unless for whatever reason you just got your church over here, but then you do something totally different from church and just make a lot of money from it. Maybe you invested in, you know, real estate or whatever. And, you know, what I'm saying and just start making millions of dollars so you didn't have to worry about taking the salary from the church. You know what I'm saying? Like that's I, I mean, I don't see anything. Wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? Like you're doing your thing. Because you, you, I mean, you know, pastors, like they come from different backgrounds. Like some, yeah, may have, you know, came from the streets or whatever, but, or some may, you know, could be retired military, retired firefighters, somebody who got money. Like I said, they done bought a couple properties, maybe invested in something we ain't never heard of before and, and, you know, and made millions of dollars doing it. You know what I'm saying? And, and if they, you know, if they ride, if they pull up in the, in the Rari, you feel me? I don't feel like we can be mad at that. Now, if they, you know, they making all their money just, you know, strictly off of uh, just say the gospel, even if it is traveling and preaching and stuff like that, I think then there's a little bit more balance. Not saying that you can't have the nice stuff, but I do think you now just say, oh, a little bit more of that income back to the people because of the ministry that you're in. Not, Not all of it. Don't be poor. Don't be homeless. Don't be. You don't even got to be middle class. But I'm just saying, like, to me, that going that route is different than if you opened up a restaurant that ain't, you know, that wasn't even people didn't even know you was a pastor. Or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You just was cooking food and whatever the case may be. Or like I said, you had properties and people was buying them up or whatever the case may be. But well, if you but topic. if you but if you but if you writing books, if you going around preaching, whatever like that, then I do think there is just a little bit more balance for that person. in my opinion. Somebody
1: write it down because that's next week's.
0: So
2: Should. a pastor makes a hundred thousand dollars and he drives a bins He doesn't get money from any, he doesn't even write books or travel. He only makes his a hundred thousand dollars. He drives the bins.
0: How does he make it? How does he make it make him what? From the church. It's like a whole other You like his salary.
2: His salary is a hundred thousand dollars. Yes. Sure. Um, he drives the bins, lives in a nice house. Um um, but pays his ten percent tithe back to the church, mm-hmm. so he gives ten thousand dollars a year back to the church. Mm-hmm. Does that make his more luxurious lifestyle any better for you? Does it make it any different if
0: they are?
1: I don't know a why tip? we're burning another topic uh, on the same. Episode. Well,
0: we've we've already really kind of talked about this, which is why I'm, I'm
1: I ain't of, saying uh, nothing about it because again, this is next week's topic.
0: That's fine, but to, I mean, to me, I I mean,
1: burning topics, no reason.
0: I I think I think um yeah, cause it's I guess even with a hundred thousand dollars, I mean, it ain't like he finna be you know private jetting it in whatever case. May no, be. no, no, so, no. You know what I'm saying? So I I think that you know, yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I, I don't.
2: Know. It was a million dollars, and he gave a hundred thousand dollars back to the church, and lived in a million dollar home, and drove a.
0: For sure. But I'm saying, I guess what, a, what I'm saying, with a person like that, I still think, you're like, you're still going to be more in the giving spirit. So even just say, yeah, you, know, you, you gave your, your 10th back to God, but then, you know, you may be out to eat and, you know, pay for somebody else's meal who crossed the room or you may, you know, you may, whatever the case I'm may it, right. be like there's there's, there's, you know, give, you may give it to charity. You may help somebody who, whatever, who's struggling out of your own pocket, as opposed to, you know, going to the church and pulling it out of the church's, little you know fun for that type of stuff like it's different things you can and i'm not saying you have to do it i'm not i'm not the the judge of what the where the bar is but i'm just saying like i do think that there's just more of a mindset of the people when your income is 100 from the people but but that's right but but i've also but i've also said this about anybody i don't care if you're a rapper or whatever like i feel like if you make money strictly from people, like I they support you, whatever, like you should do something to give back. I don't care if you Walmart, Chick-fil-A, whatever, like people is, is the reason why you make your money, like you should have things that give back to, just say, those.
1: That's right. Tune people. in next week to hear us discuss whether a preacher should be able to use the church to promote his own side hustles. Because <laughs> we're already over an hour. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't start Nah. i will
0: be watching the clock.
1: Man. All right. That's why I'm. Well, at. I'm saying we don't have enough time to get into this because it's going to be a whole long thing. We in it, man. No, we, we didn't. We, we in it. Mm. You just ain't not uh, want to join us because I don't like burning topics for no reason. <laughs> I thought that was a good topic, so yeah. we don't have enough time to to get into it. We're done now. So. I'm just trying to do my best out here. Trying to grow.
2: <laughs>
1: trying to trying to give my all.
2: So, you can find me, church announcements. Is that where we are?
0: uh These aren't really church announcements,
2: but yeah. These are just, I mean, yeah. I'm a
0: person.
2: The back of the bulletin. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Tell,
0: them where, <laughs> um, <laughs> tell them where they can't find
2: you. You cannot <laughs> find me at well, you can't find me. You just can't find me at Princess Kells fifty one. It's you private. can find and her there
1: and me. be rejected by her all at the same time.
2: <laughs> so I don't poke. So you're not really missing much. So mm-hmm. you know.
1: Well, yep. you catching bouquets. You ain't gonna catch nobody like that. You better like, let some folks in.
2: We didn't already pray for that. Mm-hmm. It was
1: cold. All right. prayers <laughs> in the prayers in the head and the mouth and the hands. So use them hands.
2: Oh my gosh. Lots of people (laughs) in. You can find me at Rihanna double underscore on Instagram. My page is public and we have fun over there. That's it. Shady. (laughs) (laughs) Especially about plants.
1: (laughs) You can find me at uh, Terry Wayne Comedy on all social media platforms. I will have some new dates uh, in, a, in the next little bit. I'll be in Orlando uh, this coming weekend, but it's too late, nobody knows. And uh, and then I'll be in Tennessee starting in March. Uh, and then Unclaimed Ashes, the book on Amazon, is still available, and not enough of you are buying it. So go on there and buy it. You can get the Kindle, the paperback, or the hardcover. There you go.
0: And once again, congrats, Terry and Miranda. And your uh holy matrimony. Thank you. Uh and you are the first married PK again.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: for the second time.
0: For the second time. Yeah.
1: That that was almost gonna be the topic tonight was should should pastors be shamed for second marriages? But That'll be another topic for another day.
0: Oh, well, my dad is definitely on his second, so
1: shame on Shame dad. on you. <laughs> my, shame dad on on you. His, my dad is on his fourth. So There you go. There you go. Yeah. Well,
2: I think, well, no, no, no. I, my, my We're
1: going to save it. We're going to save it up. We're going to save these up and write these down.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll be enough for Trump. next week. And hey, what was some two topics we had to talked about? Right. <laughs> No, I'm I've got yeah, the down there. God bless y'all. We out this motherfucker, man. We the worst one.
2: Yeah, up the Up the world. Yeah, up the world.